Hey, songwriters, listen, if you're on the climb and you want to create success in the music business, there are just certain things you just need to know. And we're going to talk about some of them today. So this is free advice that will hopefully help you make money in the music business. Johnny, I'll go ahead and do your thing. Welcome to the This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. This is the new music business, and it requires a new way of thinking if you want to succeed, if you want to reach an audience, if you want to do better, if you, those, the record deal, the management company, the booking agency, all those things that you think you need are going to come to you, not because of your talent, because of your business, because of what you've already done. And so that's what's going to create leverage for you. It's why we called it The Climb, C-L-I-M-B, Creating Leverage in the Music Business. That's a Baxter M. That's from my good friend and co-host, Mr. Brent Baxter. Brent is an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady A, Joe Nichols, and more. Got a couple number ones in Southern Gospel last year and continues to be trucking on here. I love Brent because he helps songwriters like you Become pro by revealing how you write like a pro, do business like a pro. And then after you've got competitive product, the most important part of it is relationships. And he connects you to the pros on a regular basis. You get those opportunities. So you can find Brent very easily at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinnell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. They're breaking artists digitally by identifying new fans through data. If you're an artist looking to increase your streams, blow up your video views, sell more live show tickets, and get discovered by new fans, TV, and music industry pros, then Daredevil Production can help. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at DaredevilProduction.com. That is production, singular, no S. And there is no S because there is no other Johnny D. All right. I'm super excited. We are like less than two weeks out from going to Denmark. That's right. So as I just found out, almost live on the air last time. So... Yeah, super stoked about now, that. Now you're going. Now, now you're going. going. A, we are officially announcing that you will be going. I will be going to Denmark for the Nashville Nights International Songwriter Festival. So I'm That's pumped. September 17th through the 19th. That's right. I am pumped to get out of the house. I mean, to go to Denmark. I mean, to get out of the house and go to Denmark. <laughs> to do the job, to do work. To, to do, do work the, is what I mean. To do things and help people <laughs> away from my family. <laughs> <laughs> my man. Uh, no, I wish I could take my wife. Uh, so anyway. <laughs> what are we going to learn today? <laughs> I've been in the music business for a while, and I've fallen on my face enough and and had some times where I had success enough that just kind of what we've been doing the last couple of episodes is just distilling some of that stuff I've learned from my years in the business, successes and failures, and just and just making bullet points out of them and just want to share the stuff with riders to get their get their heads right for the journey. So that's really what this is. This is stuff you can pack in your suitcase and and we'll help you on your journey. So we're just going to go into some of that stuff today. Love it, man. 2020 hindsight is always 2020, you know? It is, and, and the truth ain't always pretty, but it's always true. So before we do that, let's get to some business. We need artists to submit recorded songs and lyrics to be a part of video content challenge. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to have more than a music video and a lyric video if you want to effectively promote your music today. You're going to need a lot of other promotional content, mm-hmm. and everybody gets stuck on those ideas. And so here we are to help you 
understand how, you know, how to think about that. For not for nothing. For the for cost of the email. That's right. So send your recorded song. And we want a master track, by the way. I've gotten a couple that were clearly from songwriters and their song demos. Mm-hmm. And these just aren't tracks that would be promoted. Yeah. First of all, this writer isn't trying to be an artist. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's like I love the enthusiasm, but we need tracks that you are going to be putting up on Spotify and trying to sell because you want to be an artist, right? Mm-hmm. So not song demos and, and that kind of stuff. So send that to info at daredevilproduction.com. Production is singular. There is no S. Put VCC or video content challenge in the subject line, and we're going to get you on the show. We're going to play your song on the show, mm-hmm. and then we're going to start cooking up all kinds of different content ideas that you can put together that will actually give you a framework for promoting this song. And hopefully, I mean, the, the idea behind this is to get you flexing that muscle on how to think about every subsequent release. Yeah. Not only helps this you know, song, it's going to help you think about every every next release. And that's the thing, too. It's like these don't have to be unreleased to the world, like hitting that sweet spot. Like I've recorded it, but no one's heard it yet. That's the only stuff I can send in. No, it could be. It could be a 10-year-old song that you've already released and had out there. Like, well, this yeah. was on iTunes for a while. That's fine. You can you can send that stuff in, too, because, you know, we may help you hook up some stuff for, like, zero or very minimal cost. You know, none of it coming to us, but just for yourself. That may breathe a whole new life into this release and make it get it in front of eyeballs that never saw it. And it's brand new to them. Just because it's not new to you doesn't mean it's not brand new to everybody else that hadn't seen it. So don't be afraid to send in that kind of stuff. Cause again, this doesn't cost you anything to send it to us and to get our free advice on that. So don't be afraid to send in something that's already been out in the wild. There we go. So send that stuff in. We want to give a shout out to say that you know, it's American songwriter magazine. We're always proud as peacocks to be a part of the American songwriter magazine podcast network this is the 36 year old brand name and now we are official correspondents to the uh, nashville nights international songwriter festival in denmark september 17th through the 19th Uh, there are packages available for americans who want to go over their discount packages so make sure you reach out for that you uh, you can email fan at nashville nights.dk because it's denmark it's not .com, it's .dk, but fan at nashvillenights.dk, and you can get packages for uh, the discount packages to go over there if you want to fly over and hang with us. You're talking 100 artists, 70 shows, nine venues, three days. And big, 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 big writers, too. Tim Nichols mm-hmm. wrote Live Like You Were Dying and Heads California Tales, Carolina. Bobby Pinson going over there, who had the triple play. Mm-hmm. Last year, right? Three number ones at the same time. There's going to be a boatload of European artists that are phenomenal. So here's a great opportunity for you to, if you're a songwriter, man, make some connections, mm-hmm. be hanging out, talking to these people and creating relationships rather than trying to send them something for three days. They're all going to be hanging out, having a good time. Yeah. This is the time to go in and make a relationship and say, hey, <laughs> yeah. want to hear my song? You know? <laughs> And find other writers in your own class there because there's going to be a lot of writers there. Man, you're going to be watching performances. They're going to be breaking down songs and there's going to be panels. Mm -hmm. There's going to be writing workshops going on. There's a lot of stuff going on and not for nothing. Be hanging out, rubbing elbows with Blue and Stefan. 
Mm-hmm. And maybe securing your spot for the next festival. That's right. That happened. And Denmark is is doing great with COVID right now. So that's like I'm not worried about that going over. And they're heck, lifting all restrictions on September 10th. The, the 10th. Yep. So if you can get in, there, in it, it's it's pretty much all good. But also, I mean, the networking thing is that's one of, one of the things I'm most excited about. I'm excited about going to see some shows. But man, it's like I'm going to I can't wait to, you know, as correspondents have a good, good excuse to talk to every single stinking person that's involved that's right. in the festival. European artists. I mean, some of the some of the European artists like Uwe Bob, I mean, you know, five, six hundred thousand monthly listeners on Spotify. Lisa Ekdal from Sweden, like four or five hundred thousand monthly listeners on Spotify. We've got Martha Wainwright, who's Rufus Wainwright's daughter, going over there. She's got a huge audience. You know, so there's, I mean, you're going to be moving into Europe with Mm -hmm. your connections now. Man, I'm super, super, super stoked about that. Tony Lane's going, what? He's awesome. He's the coolest dude on the planet. Ridiculously cool. Yeah. Hey, we're super proud to be a part of that. Join the climb community, facebook.com forward slash the climb community. Mm-hmm. This is a thriving, growing group, Facebook group of lots of interaction. We've got places on uh, new heights, like every Wednesday, where you can give your wins and get shout outs, and places on Thursdays talk about your gigs that are coming up. Mm-hmm. Ask questions, get hooked up with co-writes there. And we've had international, lucrative international co-writes get hooked up there. We've had lots of people get different ideas and and, uh, support one another on different promotional ideas. Hey, what do I do if I want to do this? And everybody's like, hey, try this, try that. It's all really good information. I mean, I don't think I've corrected anybody since we started the climb community. Usually by the time I get there, if somebody has a specific question in my lane, like about promotion Mm -hmm. and everything, I just... You know that that pointing up emoji with the hand, the finger yeah, that points the, up. I'm like, what what they said? It's all good. The pointy finger, not the angry finger. Yes. Yeah, yeah, the pointy finger. Yeah, not the the index finger, not the middle finger. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. But so, you know, so that's good stuff. Now, do we have some recent wins, Brent? We do, we do. So this is from the New Heights Post. Just sharing a couple here. Let's see. Tracy Collins Richardson uh, says she is playing rounds, writing a lot, investing in learning opportunities, and staying positive. And that is a win on the climb because learning, doing the grind. So I love that she shared that and sees that as yeah. a win because it is because she is growing and doing her doing her thing there. Jeff Rowe said, excited to be one of the writers along with Georgia Miles and Randy Morrison on Liam Coleman's next single called She Still Drives, available everywhere on August 27th, which means it is available now. So go check out Liam Coleman and the single She Still Drives. So congrats, Jeff and Georgia and Randy. That's awesome. Way to go. Yes, another win. We have David Graham said, I had a song in Heels on Stars, you know, the channel Stars, the show Heels. He had a song in that with his co-writers, Vaughn Daniel and Mark Preston. So good sync placement. So good job, David. Cha-ching. Do you hear that? That's the sound of David making money. Look at that. People are stuck (laughs) stuff out there. Uh, And for myself, I had a a song come out on record. Uh, My friend Kenna Turner-West, her new project just dropped. On Sunlight Records, it's called um, A Reason for Hope. My song, Calling All Prodigals, which was a single for her, is on that project and a lot of good songs. So congrats to Kenna on her her label debut and congrats to me for having one on there. I'm pretty happy to be here. Congratulations, buddy. Nice. I love that. So good stuff all the way around. 
I love that. I love that. Okay, so make sure you leave a rating and review. Follow the podcast or subscribe, depending on what platform you're on. If uh, if you don't have a normal podcast platform, if you're not a podcast junkie like Brent and I, you can just go to americansongwriter.com forward slash podcast and find the climb on there with a bunch of other great shows, by mm-hmm. the way, that are all based around songwriting, music business, or production, one of those three verticals, which is awesome. And okay. lastly, we have a healthy, regular following here at at the climb. It's always growing, and we are proud as peacocks to have you with us. But you don't do it out of out of love or some sort of want to help us out. Like you're not we all are helping you help yourself. Yeah, right, exactly. So so we understand that we value that we don't take it lightly, but that's super important. We want you to tell somebody about it. Like let them know, man, Hey, this is a great podcast. There's a lot of great information on here. And we, you know, you need to check this out because uh, if we're helping you and you're spending this kind of time, then we can help. We can help other people too. Right. That's right. All right. So let's get into it. All right. That's a long intro, long time to get to the meat, but hopefully good. All right, so we had a festival uh, to talk about. <laughs> we did a lot of stuff. So, all right, uh, now certainly I do not know everything about songwriting and how to get cuts. Right, I don't know. I'm not like the god of that. So if, if I were, I'd be. I don't know. I'd be phoning this in from a beach somewhere. But I have been blessed with enough success and educated by enough failures to learn a few things. So here's some some free advice to hopefully help you gain some success on your climb and help you avoid some of the pitfalls that I've. Definitely run into. So let's just start. We'll go through a few of these, see how we're doing on time. Number one, don't try to import sand to the beach. Speaking of the beach. <laughs> so basically what this means is if your songs are doing what everybody else's songs are doing, an artist does not have a reason to cut your song. You want to be bold. You want to be innovative. You want to be daring. You want to give them a reason to cut a song that comes from outside of their already well-established relationships. Like why wouldn't they just cut if, if your song sounds just like a Luke Combs song, it sounds just like, boy, it sounds just like what he'd do. Well, he's probably already written plenty of those because mm-hmm. he tends to sound like Luke Combs when he writes and tends to know what Luke Combs would normally say. And so how are you going to crack that nut with just more of the same? He's just going to cut his own stuff or he's going to cut his buddy Corey Crowder stuff or his friends. Like he's going to cut theirs if it's just yeah. as good as yours because that's a more fun party. Yep. With your buddies, right? Then with the stranger. And, and and you'd do the same. You totally would do the same. So would I. Mm-hmm. No doubt. I'd If I could give my close buddies a cut versus strangers and the songs are as good, so it's not any skin off my nose, but it makes the party a whole lot more fun, I'm going to do that because I can't wait to call my buddies and go, we cut your song. Yep. Come on. And I want to like my buddies' songs anyway. So – so that's a big thing. Uh, I think of this story. We did a play for a publisher event with Woody Bomar of Green Hills Music. So Woody's industry veteran. He knows what he's talking about. So we, we curated these songs, good songs, all the way good songs, or they wouldn't have made it to the top 10 of the event. So us and the songwriters sent down with Woody on the Zoom event and playing the song. And Woody's like, I just think of one in particular, he's like, well, that's a really good song. That That is just as good as this type of song that gets on the radio. It's just as good. And you're like, that's great. You know, this person hasn't had a song on the radio yet, this writer. And they're like, it's just as good as the stuff on the radio. It sounds like this is great. He's like, and, Think I, again. and he's like, and I can't get that cut. You're yeah. like, well, what's wrong? It's, you're Woody Bomar. You've been in the business forever. You know who to go play it for. You can get your songs heard. And you say my song is just as good as the stuff on the radio, but I can't get that cut. 
what's the problem? He's like, because they're going to ride it themselves or their buddies are going to ride it. I need something yeah. that's, that's just as good or better, but different, but still fits yeah. on the radio. So he talks about- Extraordinary. Talk. It's got to be something extraordinary. It has really. to be. Yeah. If you're coming from outside the relationship zone, right? Yeah. If, if you don't have that extra thing to push you over the finish line, importing sand to the beach, they're not going to pay for your sand. So it, he mentioned songs like I Drive Your Truck, like Homecoming Queen for Kelsey Ballerini, for uh, The House That Built Me, for uh, Written in the Stars, uh, Old Dominion. Songs that are different, there's something different about it, or Break Up in the End by Cole Swindell. He mentions songs like that that are, they fit on radio, they make sense, they're they're all hits, but there's something different about them. In other words, mm-hmm. the artist probably hasn't written a bunch of those, and you're not competing with exactly what they do well. So, and and another way I have it put in is like, I'd rather it be a little too raw, a little too real, a little too far than too vanilla. Mm-hmm. A little too different, a little too, wow, ooh, you really said that. Then be too vanilla because vanilla, everyone got vanilla. They don't need my vanilla unless we're buddies or I write it with the artist. And even then, if you write with the artist, they're still writing with a lot of other really good people too. So again, yeah. why would they cut yours? So yeah. you don't want to try and import sand to the beach. I mean, there's value in learning how to write like the radio for sure to go, I can do this. Um, but uh, looking at my own stuff, like the outside cuts, they're they're a little different. They're just mm-hmm. a little different. It's a thing of giving. Don't worry about like removing all the reasons for them to say no. Right. You know, sometimes we get so bit focused on like, why would someone say no to the song that you get rid of all the reasons for someone to say yes. <clears throat> like I'm trying to focus more on a reason to give some uh, on giving someone a reason to go. Heck yeah. than I am trying to remove reasons for them to say no. Because yeah. them just not having a reason to say no is not a yes. That probably just puts you in safe vanilla land. Like, I have no reason not to cut that. But I'm going to cut my buddies. I'm going to cut the one I wrote because I make more money off the one I wrote. And I was there when I wrote it, and it's more personal to me. Mm-hmm. So it's like, focus on the big swing, the big yes versus just oh, there's not a, getting there's another one. Oh, oh, there's another big thing right there just just the monetary part of it yeah right? oh yeah for if sure. it's just as good as all these other 20 songs i'm considering that i that i wrote that i mm-hmm. co-wrote to put on my record and yours is just as good i'm gonna choose mine yeah because i'll make more money on it exactly it opens up a new why would i choose register. yours why this is my life my business why would i choose anything different unless it has to be on the record yeah, because I can't not have the song, right? If it's just as good as everything else, I'm gonna make more money on the just as good songs that I wrote. Exactly, and I make my buddies money that I wrote it with. Yeah, come on. Yeah, that's a way yeah. to keep your friends, right? You had to bring them a yeah. song that's you, gonna- you. If you got, if you're working at a construction site, if you own a construction company, and 50 guys come up to you and and they can prove to you that they're just as good as swinging a hammer as your friend is, mm-hmm. and your friend needs a job, who are you gonna give the job to? Every time, my friend. Every single time. You yeah. know, so it, it's it, it's just, and those doesn't mean that those guys suck at swinging hammers. There's no reason not to hire those other guys. Right. But there's just Except a big for, reason. But there's a big reason to hire my friend. Yeah. Right. I'm not yep. anti them. That's a good point. I'm pro my friend. 
It's a really good point. With all else being equal, that's a huge tiebreaker. So it's like, I don't want to get into ties. Now, you know, it is art. There's, you know, we, we write the best we can. So there's that quantity, you know, qualitative subjectiveness to it. But I'm, again, I'm, I'm trying to focus on the big yes and not worried about, well, this might be a little edgy. There's might be a little reason someone might say no. Yeah. But that might be just the reason they don't get a lot of those and might be the reason they love it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, don't import Sam. Take, take the chance. Take the chance. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, I mean, all my outside songs that have been cut are just all different. They're just not the mm-hmm. the normal, general, up tempo, positive love. Very much in the box. I've gotten some of those cut with artists that I've written with. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. But now the artist is on it. Artist is on it. They make and that goes money. into the pile of I'm going to make more money on this one. It's a different pile, and different they got to really put themselves yeah. into it. And there's all that other stuff, right? Yeah. So there you go. Those are two different tracks. All right. Speaking of which, number two, your team matters. Build it wisely. So you know it's been said, and I know John, you've heard this that you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Oh yeah. So you know you want to make sure that you're you're close to people who are going to lift you up not people you have to rise above you want to people you can rise with not people you can rise above uh which is a huge thing so i think of this you know there's that's one reason why you're like oh man why do why won't pros write with me well they're trying to write with people that are also pitching their songs that have teams pitching their songs that for one thing really know how to write a song so they don't have to carry all the weight in the room or at least they feel more comfortable going at, if I'm not on that day, my co-writers going to be on that day because they're a pro. One of us is going to be on. If they're writing with people that are unknown, they're like, I better be on today. Right. It's just yeah. a little more pressure on them. You're the unknown versus, Hey, I know my buddy, if one of us is going to be on, it's going to be a good hang. And, they have a publisher too. So if we get the right song, we can, we can get it heard, but you want to build your team wisely. I think of, but even within like the pro ranks, I've noticed a difference between some of the people I write with, that get a lot more cuts and some of the people that don't, even though they're pros like Kenna West. So I mentioned her earlier. She has an album out mm-hmm. with a song of mine on it, <clears throat> but she has mainly been, most of her career has been as a hit Southern gospel songwriter. She has over 30 number one singles as a writer. Wow. Many it's awards. like Tim McGraw level Southern gospel genre. But yeah, she's like just swinging the lumber as a writer. Mm-hmm. And so over 30 number ones, I'm like, okay, she's doing something right. What is she doing? Well, one, yeah, she writes with artists. But two, she pitches like a fiend. She is, mm-hmm. you know, she's built relationships with these people. She knows these people. She can send them a bunch of songs. And of course that you start that flywheel going, if you start having success, more people get exposed to you, more people want to hear your songs, but it's not like she's like, I'm Kenna and everyone knows I've had 30 plus number ones. I'll send them a thing or two, but really, you know, call my publisher. Oh wait, no. she said 30 number ones as a writer, not as an artist. As a writer. Saying, as a writer. As oh a wow. Writer. Okay, this okay, is okay. like her first record as an artist. Oh, I missed that. Okay. So got baby it. artist, but <laughs> you know, it's, just but massive writer. Massive writer. Yeah. Right. So she's not like, I've had all this stuff. I can kind of cruise. No, she is hustling for cuts. And she's not just waiting for you to call her publisher and let my publisher handle it. No, she's like, I'm hustling. I'm I'm on. I know who's looking. I know what kind of songs they do, what kind of songs they don't do. And I'm going to send them 50. 
And they're going to listen because mm-hmm. they've had 30 number one. So they know there's probably number one in there. <laughs> they just mm-hmm. got to find it, right? And it's a, I've noticed it's a, it's a different conversation when I'm writing like with her and Jason about, about cuts. And it's not just, it's not just about the song in the room, which that matters, but it's also like beforehand, we'll be talking about, Oh, you know, I pitched this here and there. This is on hold or whatever. Oh, this just went number one. Jason, you owe me chicken. I got us, an, I got us a cut. I guess a cut. You owe me chicken. Bring me chicken. You know, and so my joke for "Can I get a witness?" which I wrote with her and Jason Cox was "Can I get a chicken?" Because get a chicken because she pitched it, and so "Can I get a chicken?" on "Can I get a witness?" Uh, so "Can I get a chicken?" Can I get a chicken? <laughs> All right. That's and, awesome. Just like the mindset is different. It's not just I'm going to write a great song. It's like the job's not done till it's number one. Now, of yeah. course, she can't, she can't affect the number one part, but like until it's cut, it ain't done until it's cut. Like that's the deal. And I got, you know, I've gotten in trouble before, like pitching a song that she's on to, cause I'm trying to, I'm trying to pull my weight. So I want to pitch as well. Right. So I'm like, yeah, I'm learning the Southern gospel thing. I can start pitching to some people. So I'll start pitching to some artists. She's like, you, you know, you gotta be like, she is start at the top. Like if it's a special song, no, hold off on that because I'm going to get to so and so because they can have a number one and a massive record with it because mm-hmm. she knows all those people. Mm-hmm. So it's it's beyond just like pitch it everywhere. It's like oh, there's strategy. Oh, this one. Oh, I got this one earmarked for so and so. I'm going to wait till the time is right and I won't drop it on their desk because mm-hmm. I know them and I can get it to them when the time is right. So don't go willy nilly pitching this thing out there to anybody with and without a record deal. No. Yeah. Well, it's like even in the pro circles, right? It's like uh, Craig Wiseman and Tim Nichols with with uh, "Live Like You're Dying." Live like you're dying, right? We 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 heard that story from Chris Ogilvie when we were Ogilvie when we were on the, uh, the on the conference. on the climb yeah. conference where he was like, "Yeah, they never got pitched." They called me down and said, "Hey, I think we got I think we got something here. You need to come down and check it out." So he goes down and listen to it, and I think I think they might have mentioned. That this would be good for Tim, yeah, I can't you know. Remember. Yeah, but that was a. But I know, I know, nobody heard it except for Tim. Yeah, except <laughs> and he for was his like, camp. Yeah, he's like, yep. <laughs> yeah, you, you start at the top, and so you know, just that mindset of, uh, oh, got to run out and get to whoever can cut it. Okay, no, well, we're gonna hang on to this one because I got so and so in mind. I'm gonna right. get it to him. Yeah, there's there's a there's a there's there's here's your first down play, mm-hmm. and if if you don't get the first and and you know if you don't get it into the end zone on this play, you got a second down play, you got a third down play, right? You got a fourth down play, you know what exactly. I mean? Yeah. So just that mindset. So like, how what's the mentality of your team? Like writing with her has has helped my mentality of just like you you hear people talking more about let's get a cut, let's get a cut. Sometimes you know. It's it's weird how many songs I've written in how many rooms, and that subject doesn't really come up. Like the end result isn't really talked about. It's almost like the end result is the song, which is a huge part of it, and should rule the roost when it comes to that day. It it is about that song and writing a great song. Mm-hmm. But remember, it's not done until it's number one. It's like that. Our job is to get all the way there. And if you're building a team with that mindset then you're going to be more intentional about pitching, actually, you know, getting it recorded for not just recorded like by an artist, but get it demoed, 
get it, whatever, or am I working with people who are stay on these songs or do we kind of act like our job is done once we've, once we have a work tape and we walk out of the room. So that's an important yeah. thing. Hold on. I got, I want to add to that. So mm-hmm. I, you know, what I think about, I think about that. We, we did a, an episode on this with um, that. It's like a three minute video, Snoop Dogg, and it's called the gap. Mm-hmm. Right, where he's explaining to another artist about the gap and he's and he has his you know, he's got his hands and his his hands are up and I don't know how you explain this, but like one's up like chest level and he's just, you know, got a flat sort of mm-hmm. hand and then another one's up like above his eyebrows, you know, it's yeah. a gap, right? And <clears throat> and he's talking about how when you're rising up, um it creates a gap between friends. Right. So he's mm-hmm. like, he's talking about friends from like the hood that he had, you know, and all of a sudden he starts to go up <clears throat> and there's a gap and a gap happens and relationships change with the gap be- mm-hmm. simply because you're not around him that much. So in order to keep the relationship intact, the way it was, the gap has to close. So either those people have to come up mm-hmm. or what the usual scenario is, the rising star comes down. Right. Right. Because you're not loyal if you don't, you know, stick Mm -hmm. around and honor your homies and, you know, you feel bad inside because that's I think that's one of the hardest lessons in life that any successful human has to learn. And all successful humans (laughs) have had to learn this is like how to let go of your friends. Yeah. You know, so when you're. I've always, you know, the band I toured with, it was like an interesting dichotomy because it was like my band in the sense that, you know, I put it together. I was like, the, I think that the the energy core of that, I was the mm-hmm. dilithium crystal yeah. of that band. And we all had like superior drive, you know, mm-hmm. but it was like me and I wrote most of the songs, not mm-hmm. all, but most of them, you know, and also, and I'm the front man, mm-hmm. right? And I'm the entertainer, but nowhere like, but, but, but without an argument, like the worst musician in the group. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean, you know, J-Mo drummer, I mean, he's, he's freaking, he's played with, I got pictures of him, him on stage playing drums with Eric Clapton at the Beacon Woo. Theater. That's- Eric Clapton. Why? Because he was with teching for the Allman Brothers and that particular night because the Allman Brothers would do like 10 days at the Beacon mm-hmm. Theater and then the other J-Mo, J-Mo Johansson from the Allman Brothers would be like, hey J-Mo man uh, I think I'm going to go see a because this is just how laid back it is in the Allman Brothers, right? Like, I think I'm going to go see a Yankee game, man. You, you feel in? <laughs> yeah, man. I, I got you. And so he just played with Butch Trucks, you know, or Butch would take a night off and Jamo would play with Jamo. Like they just fill in, you know, yeah. and, and, and he knows what to do. And then of course it's a beacon theater and it's 10 days. So anybody in New York that knows the owner is going to go come down, hang out and hop up on stage and sing a song. Yeah. But he's playing with Eric Clapton. I mean, that's how good he is, you know, and him and Marty, our bass player were smoking. Daryl was great. Not the worst musician. So I'm on this sort of, upward trend with a bunch of guys who are on the same sort of trajectory that I am. Mm-hmm. And there's a little bit of gap between us, but I'm the, the bottom guy, but I'm rising with them. Yeah. Right. On some instances, in some instances I'm pulling them up. You yeah. Know, you, because you bring different value and different value. But the point being that if you're with writers out of, because you feel like you're a bad person. Um, if, if you're not writing with people who just aren't going to, 
improve like you're going to improve mm-hmm. or just aren't at your level anymore, then yeah. you're getting in your own way and it's only your fault and F the loyalty thing and F this. No, it's like, man, you got like, that's what Snoop Dogg was talking about. It's like, you can't make stars. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hello, Pantheon podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Climbers, do you have a groundbreaking song that the world needs to hear? Enter your song today in American Songwriters 2021 Song Contest to win $10,000 promotion across American Songwriter and a co-publishing deal with Live by Live. Get your songs in front of the contest judges who are also number one artists like Paul Stanley from Kiss. I love that. Vance Joy and Martina McBride, along with top A&R executives such as the senior VP of A&R at Atlantic Records and BBR Music Group. Go to americansongwriter.com forward slash song dash contest to enter. Again, that's americansongwriter.com slash song dash contest to enter. And if you use the coupon code CLIMB, all capital letters, C-L-I-M-B, you'll save 10% on your contest entry. No reason not to do it now, guys. You either are a star or you're not. And and he tried. He's like, I spent a boatload of money trying to make this cat and this Mm. cat and this cat a star. He, Like, you know... uh, what do they call it? <laughs> What's the, uh, not the, uh, when you, when you tell the end of a movie, what do they call that? Spoiler when they tell alert. The, yeah. Spo- spoiler alert. He doesn't use the word cat. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but he, but he's saying, you know, and so I've done, I've taken him out on tour. I've done this, I've done that. And like, if you're not that star, mm-hmm. you're not that star, you know? So they either got it or they don't at the moment in time that you're there. And yeah. you want to be around people that got it and mm-hmm. that are interested in being better and doing the things you're doing and not carrying anybody because otherwise you know, to that, you started this whole thing out by, you know, this part of the show by just talking about it's who you surround yourself with. Right. Yeah. And so if you're, if you're coming down because you feel guilty about, 
And and I don't care why you feel guilty. If it's internal, like you honestly feel that way, mm-hmm. or you're being made to feel guilty, the yeah. the damage is still the same, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're coming down, then you're not rising. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and it's it is tough. But does Aaron Rodgers still play ball with the guys that were in his junior high team, or his high school team, nope. or his college team? Nope. No, he he had to go. He got a chance to go pro and he's playing with pros. I mean, if he doesn't see on the weekend, you know, well, I guess not on the weekend in the middle of the week or whatever off season, you know, if he sees you back home and he's one of his crews out West and he sees one of the guys from college or Cal or whatever. And yeah, they may throw the ball around a little bit, you know, just catching up, but you know, he's not bringing you to training camp. And it's not, you know what? And it's not the same relationship. I mean, and that's just, and that's just, and that's about relationships. Like it's, I call it shifting gears. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like with my true friends. Okay. I can meet them. I haven't seen them in years and we can pick up right where we left off because yeah. they're my true friends. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's definitely a gear shift and that's the true JMO and Daryl who uh, were in my van. You know, we try to get together when we can, uh, but we don't see each other for a while. You know, JMO still, he tours with, he's on road with Bon Jovi now, you know, he's, he's like on major, major, major tours. Yeah. And, and, um, and Daryl's got his band up in Wisconsin and has got his thing. You know what I mean? So we don't get a chance to see each other. So the gear shifts, but we are way tighter when we're on the band because we're living together. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. that's just the nature of a relationship. Don't confuse that with loyalty because i tell you what like a lot of people will throw the loyalty thing out there when they feel you pulling away because you're Mm -hmm. starting to rise and the gap is being created Mm -hmm. and they're not really so concerned about the relationship as much as they're concerned about you're onto something and they're not right now yeah Yeah. and 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 by the way it is horrible as that sounds it's like the person who's not onto something maybe that's not what they're supposed to be on (laughs) to that's true you know, and and I'm, if they're not progressing because they're not putting in the work or because yeah. they're not willing to pitch songs or they're not willing to go out and get meetings <laughs> or go play or do whatever the things are. Then how is that being loyal to you? Right. You're part of that teamwork. Like, hey, I'm putting in, I'm getting results because I'm putting in the work. Now, maybe you're putting in the work, but you're not getting results because maybe your ceiling's not as high, which is not your yep. fault. Or maybe it's because you're just not putting in the work because you're lazy or you have other priorities because you really want to watch a football game on that on, over the weekend instead of, you know, get your stuff together and record a demo yeah, you, you got whatever. this Hollywood idea of what a songwriter is yeah. and, and your idea of what that is is incorrect, inaccurate. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Who's, who's not being loyal? to the team here. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Like I can tell you this about the guys in kid gypsy, you know, in my band, like they were all, we would all lie down in traffic for one another. We Mm -hmm. all put the work in, you know? And I mean, lots and lots, hours and hours and hours and hours of work because we are interested collectively in being awesome. You know? And that's if you're not with writers like that, you're screwing yourself. True. So true. Yeah. And every, every part of the business, I mean, so that's the big thing. So, don't import sand to the beach and your team matters. You want to build it wisely. Here's the third point. Get to know as many decision makers as possible. All right. So the story of a cut is often the story of relationships. The more and deeper relationships you have with decision makers in the music business, the better chance you have of getting cuts. It is a relationship business. It is a recommendation business. All right. So, I mean, 
obviously, as much as we talked about building your team and it's sand at the beach and the artist is more likely to cut the song they wrote with their buddy than the song you wrote with your buddy if they don't know you. This is that this is that thing again on on so many levels. So decision makers who are decision makers in the music business, it might be a publisher, right? Who can decide to single song, you know, put a contract on your song or to pitch your song or to sign you a publishing deal. It might be that person. It might be a producer helping decide what they cut for the record. It might be the artist deciding who, what goes on the record or the label speaking into what's a single, what's not. All these different layers of decision makers. You want to get to know as many as possible. Um, like I learned this when I got my first publishing deal at Major Bob Music. Man, my end point was more in the room. My job is to write songs. Their job is to go get them cut. I'm I'm at the publish because I was good about going and trying to meet decision makers that were publishers. So I got my publishing deal. Now I'm like, whoo! I get to go write songs. This is the fun part, and it is the fun part, by the way. But it is not the only part. <laughs> it's you know, I wasn't going out there pitching my own songs. Uh, I was leaving that to them to hook me up with co-writes. My way of taking advantage of Monday Morning Church because that was a that was singled right as I was signing that deal. So you know, I was new in that deal during the first you know major arc of that song and when it was the hottest. And I was like, hook me up with the rights. That was how I was going to leverage that. The leverage that I created in the music business by having a single. Leverage. Yeah, and they were happy to do that. And I was like, y'all go pitch my songs. What I should have been doing as well as meeting as many writers as possible was going out and pitching my own stuff. Why wasn't I going, hey, I got a song in the top 10 right now. I'm going to go have some more meetings over at Sony at Arista. You know, hey, Jesse, Mike. Scott, what are some names and numbers? Introduce me so I can be a force multiplier. You don't have to be the only ones pitching my songs. I can be pitching my songs too. Introduce mm-hmm. me to people. I started doing that on, say, year three of that deal, which happened in the last year of that deal, which might not have been the last year of that deal if I'd been doing that from the beginning. Not at year one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, so, you know, but I remember going and, and starting to make my own pitch meetings. And and I still could because I, hey, I have a publishing deal. I've had a top ten, you know. Uh, so I was able to start getting in some rooms. And I remember getting my first hold, like from in a pitch meeting. It wasn't my first hold as a writer, but first time sitting across um, uh, from this guy that worked for um, it was an Alan. It was for an Alan Jackson pitch actually. And uh, the guy's name was escaping me at the moment, but uh, he worked for Keith Stagall doing A and R for Alan's producer. And um, I played him the song. I think his name is Jason. And played the song that I wrote with Jenny Farrell and and Jeremy Spillman called "The Worm." And it's a funny song, but it's country and whatever. And anyway, you know, you think life's you know if you reach for the bottle because life's hard to swallow, you ought to try being the worm. It's about a bottle of tequila, <laughs> right? And it's kind of from his perspective, the worm's perspective. Anyway, he just laughed and he's hitting his hand on the desk. He's like, oh my gosh, hold that. Hold that for Alan. I'm like, I was flying out of that meeting. It ended up not getting yeah. cut for Alan. I've still pitched it to him several times since. But, you know, I got a whole, and I was like, all right, you know, and he's going to take my next call for the meeting because mm-hmm. I planned something good. And and Mike and Jesse and Scott didn't have to pitch that. Like, I can I can do some of this stuff. And and later when that deal ended and I was negotiating my next deal for felt like a year and a half, where I didn't have pluggers 
plug-in for me yet, I was still able to go back to some of those places, do some of those meetings, even though I didn't have the card of, well, I'm signed with Major Bob Music right now. I'm signed with Peer Music or whatever. So you want to get to know as many decision makers. Another story about that is I've been riding with uh, Byron Hill for a few years, several years at this point. Byron is in the National Songwriters Hall of Fame now. Um, he wasn't then; he was on his way. And thankfully, I didn't I didn't screw him up so much that he no longer got in. But you know, he <laughs> several hit. I mean, just man, so many hits. Uh, George Strait's first number one, uh, "Full Heart of Memories," just ton of great songs. Born country for Alabama. I mean, come on. These are some mm. great cuts. Anyway, so mm. Byron and I have been writing buddies for a while. But he he had been also producing some stuff, uh, like up in Canada on this on this artist named Gord Bamford, who was having top tens up in Canada. And I'm like, well, I know the producer, and we've been writing. So finally I started just getting a little more, you know, Byron and I were just writing stuff to pitch to like George Strait and whoever, you know. Finally, I was like, you know, looking at that Gord stuff going, man, can, can I ride with y'all sometime? Like when he comes down, can, can I'd love to get in the room with him. I dig what he does. And Byron's like, yeah, he gave me a couple albums to listen to, to prep. And, and he, you know, got me on the books with Gord. And we wrote three songs, the three of us with Gord, and Gord cut all three of them. And one of them was a single of the year up in Canada. I knew the producer. Nice. And that got me in the room. It's like, if I didn't know Byron, I wouldn't have gotten in that room with Gord, you know? Yeah. But I knew Byron through other people, you know, it's all that networking thing, but a little bit of like, okay, I'm going to mention it. I'm not going to wait for him to mention it. I'm going to go, Byron, I'd really love to get in the room with you and Gord. Can we, can that happen when he's down sometime? And I had Byron's trust because he, he'd written with me a bunch and liked riding with me. And so I had his trust, no liking trust, right? He knew me, he liked mm-hmm. me, trusted me. So he brought me in, thought I could add some value. And sure enough, it worked out well for all of us. But again, I knew a decision maker. And then I was yeah. in the room with like both decision makers, the producer and the artist. Yeah, Like both guys go. that are going to decide whether or not that song goes on the record. Who's in the room with them. Great oh. place to make a lot of relationships, by the way, for artists and stuff. Uh, going to be the Nashville Nights International <laughs> Songwriting Festival in Denmark. You're going to have a boatload of them in one place for three days. That's Captive right. audience. That's Come on right. down. Be your true self. Make some friends. Exactly. So don't import sand to the beach. Your team matters. Build it wisely. And part of that team, get to know as many decision makers as possible. Because they, yep. they can't love you and cut your song if they don't know who you are or they have a better chance of hearing your song if they know who you are so that's just part of it to build that in i know it's not as much fun to do all that legwork to you know ask somebody for coffee when most of the time they don't they don't have time for coffee or to maybe may feel awkward to go up to them at a workshop or national nights international songwriter festival or all that stuff but it's part of the gig and it's a really really important part of the gig it's the part Uh that makes the other stuff happen it's a yep. part that gets your song from A to B, like after it's written. Now it's at A. Great. Now you got to get to B, C, D, Z, whatever. And this is relationships. Like, get it the rest of the way. Yeah. I mean, it's like you can build the car, and it's a nice sports car. It is. It looks fast, but the relationships are the gasoline that make it go. It's yep. going to look real pretty sitting in your garage. I can't get it to go anywhere. Why not? Because I don't have any gasoline. 
Well, what's the gasoline? Yeah. It's the relationships. And that's true of every gig you've ever had. Like everybody listening to this podcast right now probably had at least one job in their life that they got through a relationship. Yeah. Hey, I'll get you in here. You mm-hmm. need a gig? I got you, man. Come on. Whether that was McDonald's or like your lifelong career, you know, yeah. whatever that was, it was probably like, hey, you know. Come check this out. I mean, I've had a bunch and I've given a bunch, you know, because I know that person. I trust them. I know they'd be good to do this and that. So this isn't just the music industry, man. This is just life. Yeah. And and what's strange is the music industry isn't any different. No, it's really not. It's just that our product is art and debatable. (laughs) You know? It gets to be a little more famous, I guess. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And and debatable. (laughs) Yeah. That is debatable. So, all right. Here, let's go to another one here. Enjoy the journey. All right. This is huge. If you want to go pro, you got to be prepared for a marathon, not a sprint. If you don't, you know, you're not going to enjoy every mile. Just get that out of the way. You're not going to enjoy every mile, but you need to overall enjoy the journey. If you don't have an attitude of gratitude and celebration along the way, if you delay gratification until your first number one, for example, or till you get that publishing deal or whatever, you're likely going to burn out long before you ever get that number one single or get that publishing deal. You want to work hard. You want to do the hard things, but you have to make sure you enjoy yourself along the way. Um, so a way to kind of dive into this is, first of all, if you don't love writing songs, go find something else to do. If you're an artist and you don't love being on stage and and meeting fans and doing that kind of stuff, you need to go find something else to do. Like, you know, I've, I've heard people say, you know, basically the thing is like, oh, the playing on stage, that's free. You're paying me to get on the bus, to ride, to practice, to tune up, to, you know, pay for all these people, my guitar tech, all that stuff. The show, I do that for free. I would pay to yeah. do that. It's the it's yeah. the other stuff is what you're paying me for. That's many pearl. Yeah. Oh, honey, I perform for free. They pay me to travel. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like you got to love the work. I love writing songs. Love it. Yeah. Uh, I love yeah. doing this podcast because I got to hang out with my buddy Johnny and geek out about music stuff. Like that's likewise, fun. my friend. And so, it, yeah. you know, but do I love every part of it? Do I love like say songwriting pro where Johnny's kicking my butt about making lead magnets and putting together stuff for Facebook ads and having to do and injecting DNS records, DNS <laughs> records through your website hosting. <laughs> no, I hate that. but I do like yeah. progress. I do like progress yeah. and I do like growing and it allows me to write more songs because I don't have to go work in the cubicle again. I get to do yep. other stuff and I get to be around creative people that I enjoy and so overall, I enjoy the journey. Uh, two of my closest friends, Anthony Oreo and Matt Klein, we had a game ball that we'd pass around. We're like, we need to enjoy this journey. You know, like we have in the climb community, we have new heights. That's a way of yeah. enjoying the journey. Like for Tracy Richardson, this episode, her thing was like, I'm playing out, I'm learning. Like, yeah. she's like, that's claiming that as a win, which it is. For other people, it's like, I got a song or yeah, in a in, on the show Heels on Stars. And that's yeah. a win. That's a win that other people yep. can see, right? They're both wins yep. and they're both valid. So Anthony and, and Matt and I we just we bought this I bought this football and we wrote game ball on it. And we'd bring it to our co-writes. And when somebody had a good game, like somebody had a win to share, basically, they got the game ball. And the nice. the whole thing was to try to keep the game ball moving. Just try to keep it moving. I you, love that. If you love to get it. 
but you don't want to keep it very long because that means the team's not doing great. So that's a really good, by the way, that's a really good little measurement device to make sure that team, going back to your previous point, make sure the team you're on is always moving. Yeah. Like if that game ball ain't moving around, then then you need a different team. Yeah. If it's on my mantle (laughs) for too long, I need to be worried about what's up with the other guys on my team. Um, So, you know, like Anthony may get it because he got the house gig at Tootsie's or something. That's awesome. Great live performer. That's a step in his artist career. Got it. And Matt might get it because he signed a publishing deal with Ray Stevens Music. Awesome. Congrats, Matt. Game ball worthy. But it might also be like I got a hold or I had a good meeting or I had – it didn't have to be like these big things. The goal was mm-hmm. forward momentum. It's a win. It's a win. Let's go. Even if other people can't see it or it doesn't matter what might be a win for me at a certain point in my career um, might not be one for you because you're further along on the journey. Like I don't yeah. celebrate, you know – holds anymore <laughs> you know, okay fine but i do that's a win for me yeah. give me the freaking game ball you know <laughs> give me that ball <laughs> yeah and, and so going back to your team do stuff like that you know uh i i think i mentioned before in here a long time ago on the podcast but uh nick cage and uh oh uh jim carrey apparently are old buddies from like way back like when they're both like had nothing going on because they were uh, Jim yeah. Carrey was in that movie. Um, uh, Pace who got married. He was in that movie like as a nobody. I didn't know that. Yeah. He was like just a bit little player, whatever. Wasn't like a, you know, he's just like a little side character. And he was right. like in the band with Nick Cage's character. He's like one of the okay. doo-wop backup singers kind of thing. <laughs> and okay. anyway, but so they've been buddies for way back and they had this little like troll doll, this ugly little troll doll that they'd pass yeah. back and forth as a dumb little trophy, you know, when one of them would have some career success. And I love that. The ugly little troll doll, you know? <laughs> and so it, it's super important that you enjoy the journey, that every song that you write, that you enjoy, enjoy that, enjoy that. Even though most of them will never get cut. You have to enjoy the process of writing a song and go, Oh my gosh, this is so great. I love this song. No one yet may probably won't ever get cut because that's the math. But you know what? I love it. I'm going to work it. And whether or not it gets cut, I've already experienced a win with that song. Or, you know, I got to I got to hang out and, you know, sit at a bar and chat with Tony Lane. Oh, my gosh. That was so cool. That's that's a win. You know, on I was coming up. I know, I'm looking forward to <laughs> Tony Lane makes me nervous. Um, life, life without passion is is a horrible life and yeah. art without passion is unfathomable to me. That's just trash. Yeah. So I, well, you, you, you gotta have the passion yeah. to do it. And, you gotta and the real passion, that. like, like the kind of passion that like, I mean, for me as an artist and this business, because I've left it and been successful and come back to it um, because I just couldn't see any other way. I mean, it, it literally was, I'm going to be doing this or I'm going to be on the six o'clock news, climbing a tower with a gun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there was, I just could not just see myself doing anything else, but being on the road, being an artist. And, and until I made that happen, I, we didn't stop, you know? And we, and then once we made it happen, there were new windmills to conquer, <laughs> yeah, you know, for sure, yeah. <laughs> new, new hills to take, but, yeah, if you don't, if you don't have that kind of a passion for it, then, uh, yeah, you're you're gonna. I think you're destined for mediocrity. Yeah, and you have to, and you have to protect 
the the joy of the journey, which might mean, yeah. you know, yeah, sometimes you do write with your your buddy that's a good buddy, crappy writer, doesn't work hard, but you love the hang so much and it's just such a joy. Go do that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now he can't be where you put all your time because you won't grow. Right. But if you need that for just like, oh, this is old home week. Well, this is good for my soul. We sit around a campfire and we write crappy songs that he's going to do nothing with. But I love the process. I love it. Oh, that was pure. It was pure. Right. Because you some you may get so like, it's got to be up tempo, positive in this little box. And for this thing and this thing, and I won't write it if it's not because I'm desperate. To, it's got to be. Uh, you can suck all the joy out of it. So yeah. go write something for yourself. Go write with a buddy <laughs> that's good it's gonna go I nowhere. Know. like <clears throat> like i know i know we're so going to enjoy it so it gives you fuel for the long run it's good for your it's good for your artist heart and yes. your artist soul too like my buddy mike ansevic i mean him and i started our first band together in sixth grade he's arguably one of the top 10 ad guys in the country right now i mean big like when sirius and xm merged mm-hmm. all those cool commercials with david freaking bowie and snoop dogg and Elton John, those that was his stuff, man. Yeah. Like he's he's that good, right? And he'll so he has a lot of corporate accounts. And what's really funny is like on so he's the creative director, mm-hmm. right? He's got to dream up how it's gonna look and feel. Yeah. And then he's got a buddy just like that's essentially the lyricist. Like he's the word man. Yeah. You know, when banks compete, you win. That's them, you know? Yeah. So so uh, it really is kind of like a, a melody, you know, in the, in the music world, like a melody lyric guy, except this is like an art director word guy, right? Yeah. That's what they do. But it's super funny that the art, like the big corporate accounts, they win those because they have like all these awards that they get, yeah. but they don't ever get the awards from the big corporate account jobs. They get the awards from these crappy little mom and pop shops that'll let them do whatever the hell they want to do. And they don't put the brakes on them, you know? So yeah. they come up with this like wild ad for some, for some little thing that they, maybe they did for free, mm-hmm. you know, or maybe they did for way below what they charge, but they get a lot of leash and they get to do what they want to do. They get, that award i can't remember what that award's called it's like a big award they got a bunch of them mm-hmm. and then of course you know sirius xm's like we want those guys okay great so we're gonna do this like no no no, no. we gotta we gotta milk toast this to crap out <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah because we're so big we can't be cool you know what i mean yeah. it's like and it, it, it's a pain in the ass but i mean that's it like so that so they're doing both and you have a lot of actors that'll do that right they'll yeah. do the big blockbuster and then they'll do for next to nothing they'll do this little like super cool role in an indie film to keep their chops up and keep it yeah find that balance man and and love the the journey of making the art you know Heck i yeah. love that so uh last one because if we're going on time uh we'll we'll have more in the future but be intentional if you enjoy songwriting it's easy to get caught up in playing like writing with whoever comes along demoing demoing whatever song kind of tickles your fancy pitching sporadically but you need to be intentional You need to have purpose to your actions. Otherwise, you end up being like an octopus on roller skates. There's a whole lot of activity, but you're not really going anywhere, right? You don't want to be the octopus on roller skates. You want to be intentional. So like one thing I've done is uh, I have a Trello app on my laptop. You can also get on your phone. It's basically just project management. It's like a digital stack of three by five index cards. And you can do these projects with all these cards under it. And so what I've noticed is that a lot of my songs were falling through the cracks. I'd write these songs. We'd be excited about them. We'd get a work tape or whatever and just kind of move on to the next song. I was like, there's gold in there, Jerry. There's, there's yeah. good stuff there's in gold here. gold in them to our hills. Yeah. <laughs> that if 
I'm just ride, you know, fire and forget, and my co-writers fire and forget because we have other rights going on. Like, what's going to happen with these songs? Like, it's just going to kind of be happenstance if something that happens with them, whatever. It's like I want to be more kind of like making babies and not raising them. Anyway. <laughs> exactly. It's like you need to raise them. And so I started this this list, this project management list, and I have I have different files. So I have like songs to finish, right? So I'll have a card yeah. for each song that is just out there. Like, oh yeah, we still need to finish one, so I don't forget it. I have what songs still need work tapes because you know you're working on Zoom. You may not record it right there in the room because Zoom is such a big thing right now. That oh yeah, they still need to record that and send it to me so i have a list of that so it doesn't fall through the cracks like songs that i really like that we need to confirm if they need a demo and once they've confirmed they need a demo they move over to the two demo list then they move over to the demos in progress list and then i need to upload them to song space when the demo's done because otherwise i'm not gonna i can't pitch them if they're not on song space and just that kind of stuff and and on my good days i'm in i'm in there every day looking at that going okay Oh yeah, that song still needs to be finished. I need to reach out to so and so for a co-write to get on the books to finish that. Or, oh yeah, what, what's going on with that demo? I need to email or text so and so about that, or just to keep the ball moving. Like, and sometimes you go, okay, I wrote it. It's not really one to demo. It's done. It is complete. Uh-huh. It did what it's supposed to do. I did my reps that day. I wrote the song, but I'm not really seeing a bigger feature for this. Archive it done i cataloged it it's in my catalog it's fine but i don't it's complete others aren't complete until the until you're pitching it until it's it ain't done until it's number one right mm-hmm. so but it's not going to happen on its own and so being intentional about that about going and, and kind of moving it all the way through the steps the ones that deserve to go all the way through the steps uh, but there are other things about being intentional about making relationships i mean which is Part of the reason I do songwriting pro and and do uh, events and that sort of stuff, it makes me build relationships with people. We have the music industry pitch event, uh, which by the time this drops, I think will be maybe the day before the the deadline. So get your songs in at songwritingpro.com slash music industry pitch for Gary Chapman. He's a hit, you know, CCM artist and and he's looking for songs for his next record. I've never met Gary. I used to watch him on like uh like tnn on he had a talk show on like the nashville network or whatever yeah like, i remember that you know country pro- live <laughs> or whatever and i've heard his songs and stuff and but i've never met him but now through ray ray knows him so i you know doing those events so that's one of the reasons i do that so now i'm gonna get to hang out with gary chapman for an hour and a half on a night you know playing them songs and djing and getting to be hopefully my you know nice self that that might lead to something else or doing interviews and part of that is like being intentional, finding another way yep. to build relationships. And, and yep. I do that thing about, I catalog how many people I reach out to, how many touches I do in a day. And I have a goal of like 10 people in the industry, a touch a day. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, if I'm, so if I'm following up, texting somebody about, Hey, are we going to demo this? Who, who do you want to get to sing it? That's a touch. So that's kind of helping with the record part. It's helping with the access part. And I catalog that stuff and I get a market off my calendar. If I get my 10 for the day being intentional because the good yeah. stuff rarely happens on accident. Yeah. Almost <laughs> bad stuff happens by accident all the freaking time. Good stuff doesn't happen that much by accident, but the thing is the more you're intentional, the more that actually that the happenstance, the happy stuff happens to happen to you. Wow. Happens to happen to you. Yes. So, you know, the harder I work, the more intentional I am that the luckier I get. 
yeah, that starts happening too. Because I was intentional by going to write every day at, at Major Bob and, and writing every day that first year of that deal. Well, you know what? Oh, the the bad unluck was that Bo Allen didn't show up for uh, a co-write or whoever I was supposed to write with that day didn't show up. And Bo Allen was supposed to write with Casey Kessel and Hillary Scott that day. And he, for some reason, couldn't make it that day. But I'm there. I'm being intentional. I'm, I'm still showing up, like going down to the row, like, what's up? And Hillary and Casey come out going, ah, you know, he, he didn't show up. I'm like, well, why don't we work on something? And so they call up another guitar player, John Armstrong. And Hillary and, and Casey and I got together and wrote a song called A Woman Scorn. And if you know the name of Hillary Scott, because she's later became the lead, you know, one of the leads of Lady A. And they cut that song that we wrote that day. Mm-hmm. I showed up. Yep. I was not expecting, you know, so that was that lucky? Yes. I did not know Hillary Scott. No one did. She was still at MTSU at, in college. But, you know, she knew someone else. My person didn't show up. Their person didn't show up. Look at that. How lucky I got. Kind yeah. of. But you still, you wouldn't have been lucky if you didn't show up. Exactly. <laughs> how lucky I am. You wouldn't, even, you wouldn't have even known. Yeah. That, that I wouldn't have even opportunity known. existed. Yeah. So. It's funny how that works. It's like how lucky I am to win the lottery. Yeah, but it wasn't luck that got me the lottery ticket. Paid mm-hmm. for that sucker. Showed That's up and right. went to the place. That's right. You know, so. <laughs> anyway, so just recapping, because this is a long one. I don't usually go this long. Don't try to import sand to the beach. Your team matters. Build it wisely. Get to know as many decision makers as possible. Enjoy the journey and be intentional and tune in. You know, we'll talk about some more at a later date. But hey, thanks for hanging in here. Um, we have a gift for you. It's a songwritingpro.com slash gift. Sometimes they rotate through. It might be five hours of free um, video content, interviewing hit makers for like Lauren Daigle and Garth Brooks and Blake Shelton and Kenny Chesney. It might be an ebook that distills some of this stuff and other stuff. You just never know what you might find there. So songwritingpro.com slash gift. And it's my gift to you for hanging in with us for over an hour. Thank you. There you go. All right, guys, that brings us to the end of another Killer Climb episode. Uh, Send in, if you're an artist and you have a track that's finished, whether it just got finished or whether it's been out for a while, whether you have or you don't have a music video for that finished track, send in the track, send in the lyrics to info at daredevilproduction.com and put it in the, throw your hat in the ring for the video content challenge. We'll get you on the show and Brett and I will with with you are going to brainstorm and create a whole bunch of different content ideas that we can use to help you promote that song out. So we want to see you have that happen. Join the climb community, follow the podcast, wherever you do podcasts and tell a friend about it. This podcast exists because we want you to win. So keep on climbing. And we'll see Brad Mays in the honorable mention of American songwriter magazines, lyric contest, by the way, mention that. Uh, Brett, yeah, song called Drip. He sent it in for a song title challenge. We worked on it. He worked on it, and it's it's getting some accolades. So, congrats, Brad. Just saw that in the new uh, in the new issues. Salute, man. To see a man I love in there. But anyway, yeah, keep, keep on getting climbing. some press, getting some press, Whoa, and impress. Come on, yes. Mm-hmm. So, keep on climbing. We'll see. It's top.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 